Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to part two of this two-part series with my conversation with Mark Evans. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, it might be worthwhile going back and listening to it. And if you haven't heard, we've just released a new paddle called the M25 Lift Paddle. It's on Kickstarter. We are raising funds to get that made into reality. And if you would like to get your own copy, your own pair of the M25 Lift Paddle to help improve your catch and develop your technique even more, then head to effortlessswimming.com forward slash paddle or just follow the links in this podcast. If you take a kickboard, kneel on the deck of the pool, and you take a kickboard in your hands and your fingertips in your hands and you just put the put an inch or two of the tip of the kickboard down on the water. You're just kneeling on next to the pool and you pull it straight back and you'll just pull it back and you go, oh, that's really easy. And so what's happening is the kickboard is moving the water backwards. It's like a river just going straight down. If you put that kickboard back in the water, same position depth, and then you change the angle, either left side or right side, you rotate the hand, you will be able to barely move the kickboard. And we're talking just minuscule, like an airplane, a wing of an airplane, a little bit of flip, just a small, smallest amount of deviation of the angle of attack of the airlines or the smallest amount of deviation of your hand when it's in the water will cause you to have greater lift. But for me, it's not so much you're doing something with the hand, it's that your slight internal rotation, like when you just did this a moment ago, I could I watched your shoulder and it's it's a subtle motion. It's not like you know you're moving like so, but it's just a very subtle motion. And you get this beautiful high elbow catch that causes that slight angle of attack to change and to sweep back and hold water. It's not back. It's more holding against against the, the resistance. And the kickboard is a great little tool. I think if people, listeners, went out and just sat on the side of the deck, held a kickboard in your hand, put the tip in, pull it straight back, you go, oh, yeah, just pull straight back. Well, that's a straight arm pull. Hmm. Your hand just slips right through like an old paddle wheel on a steam engine because, you know, those those boards on a steam engine, you know, those old things, they just pushed water straight backwards. And it took 19 guys shoveling coal into the engine in order to keep the energy up. And then eventually there was a development of a propeller concept and this curved linear curvier linear propeller this curved shape actually every time it turns it turns into clean water or still water actually or air that's what you're doing if you're pushing or pulling straight arm you're pushing water straight back and you're causing any forces you do get are opposite and so it's basically these small amount of changes in, in the angle of attack that are what's distinguishing, you know, the good swimmer from the not so good swimmer. And they're in still water. 
And and that's why you see, if you're looking at the path of someone's hand, it's like this skinny yes. It's this very slight curve of the hand. It's nothing extreme. But it, yeah, skinny yes. I like that. I like that term, a skinny yes. I never heard that before. That's really exactly what it is. And but it's how you get there. I think is teaching it in that front quadrant. Those catch up drills. Looking at the video is really helpful, you know, which I know you do a lot. The video is such a cool device, you know, it, and then making sure that they do enough repetitions of it. And I used to, I had this technique of, or this way of coaching, I says, pass or fail, you know, and it was just like, there was no middle ground, you know, <laughs> so like I'd have them swim 50 or something and then we'd film it. And I'd ask them, was each and every stroke, whatever the technique we were working on, because we usually just, and that's our thing, only work on one thing. You can't multitask, you know, forget it, you know, in my opinion. But we'd film it and I'd ask them, pass or fail. Did you execute each and every motion the way that we were intending? And at a slow, relaxed intensity. And very often they would start to give me an editorial. I, I, no, 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 pass or fail. <laughs> and then we'd look at the video, and that was so good, so helpful. And, uh, you know, with all the cameras nowadays, that's fantastic. I wish we had that years ago. I, I had this massive 80-pound eight, camera that we used back then, but it's, uh, it still worked. Not like the GoPros we've got today or the iPads made things much easier. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, you can do FaceTime video with your coach from the pool if you want. <laughs> right. I had a, an athlete come to a clinic on the weekend and he was a mountain bike coach and a, and a doctor as well. And he was oh. doing some research into learning new skills or new movements, essentially. And one of the things that he found was that when someone's developing a, a new skill, let's say you're trying to improve your catch, for example, when you are first learning it, you are going to be using more more muscles. So more muscles that are not required, eventually, will eventually not be required to, to do that movement. So you're using you know, more of your upper traps and your shoulders and, and your back as you're learning this. But then as you get better at it and you have more repetition, you've got that efficiency of movement. So you're not using those those muscles that aren't necessary. But in the beginning, you you are because you're still working out that pattern you're thinking about things a lot so that's why it can be very tiring to be doing something new and i think part of that's just the the mental fatigue as well when you're concentrating on your stroke but also the physical fatigue of using say twice as many muscles it's burning a lot of energy that way and so that's why it can be quite exhausting and they can't hold that for an entire session so i found that that was quite interesting and and yeah i, I, I would agree i would agree with that it's you know the synapses of learning not knowing the brain is is dictating the mind is telling thought is is has thoughts about what you're trying to do and then larger muscles are being utilized because there's this kind of disassociation from it and that's really pretty smart because it is more fatiguing at first mm, absolutely you know but if you're a six-year-old kid jumping in the water and everybody's going i can remember 
and you probably too, is like they're just beating you to death, you know, basically with volume. And then you go, okay, I've got to get better at this. I've got to get more smooth. I've got to get, you know, and eventually the evolution of being in the water teaches you how to be more efficient. If that's your goal, you know, if that's something you want to do and you have the propensity for it. But that was, that was really smart. And that's good stuff. Good example of how people go about learning there. It's, it takes time, you know, difficult things take time. And I've always tried to tell people, Hey, it's not going to be, you know, we're not going to change your hamstring or quadricep or piriformis or, you know, like hip adductors or glute media, you know, all these strength issues have to be done over time. And also there's underlying issues with each person. Everybody walks, talks, moves a little bit differently, you know. Mm. But to my point about having that fundamental, if you're not achieving that high elbow catch, then you're kind of not going to probably get too much better. This episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Form Smart Swim Goggles. They're more than a pair of goggles. Meet the world's most powerful swim platform. See yourself improve with Form Smart Swim Goggles, including a free one-year membership when you purchase your goggles for only $249 US dollars. They've currently changed up their offer where you can now get the goggles and you have one-year membership included for free. And if you'd like to continue with the membership going forwards, it's only $15 US dollars a month, where you get access to their workouts, training plans, and custom workout builder. But you'll always have access to the real-time data in the goggles, so you never lose access to that. My favorite thing about the form goggles is having the instant feedback of what times you're doing, what stroke rate you're doing, and also the ability to see what your heart rate is. Because never before have we been able to have these immediate feedback heads up display where it's actually telling you what your intervals are. So when I wear the goggles in training, I like that I know my split for the first 50 and the 100 and the 150. So every single lap I'm getting that feedback on what my pace is. And I find it's such an important tool for being able to not only have different gears where you can switch bet- between the different speeds that you want to swim, but it helps you develop those gears and it helps you intuitively know how fast you need to go to before you're going to blow up or before you're going to go a little bit too hard. So it helps you just get really good at judging your pace for when you do go to a race. And even if you're not wearing the goggles in a race, It's that intuition and that ability to develop your pacing that these goggles can really help with. To get your pair of form goggles and save 15% off, use our link formswim.com forward slash effortless or use the coupon effortless at checkout and that will get you 15% off your pair of goggles using our special link formswim.com forward slash effortless or the code effortless at checkout. Yeah, you catch and, and pull. That is where the majority of your propulsion is going to come from. And you've got to connect it up with your rotation and your body and, and right. the timing of your kick. You've got to do that too. But that is where most of your propulsion is. Your kick doesn't give you much at all. No. It is more balance no. and, and stability. So right. you've, got to, you've got to get good at, at your catch. I agree. I want to just briefly talk about the N25 lift paddle that, that you've developed and we've worked on for the last couple oh, of years. Yeah. What's... What's the purpose of the of the paddle? Why is it why is it different? We haven't talked about that yet, but we've been talking about the catch, and this is really yeah. what the the paddle is designed to improve. So, could you just talk a bit about how you've designed it with the shape, the grooves, and anyone who's listening to this, you're going, okay, what's you're probably curious to see what it looks like. I'll put some links in the show note 
and in the show notes and we are we're doing a kickstarter for this uh, for this paddle so we i'll put those links in the in the show note but can you talk a bit about the paddle itself and how it can actually help someone improve their catch well i think we've really been talking about how it was developed without talking about how it was developed and you know all those years of research and understanding well, first of all, if I go back into 1996, I developed a curvilinear, patented a curvilinear path with arcuate shape patented shape of a swim paddle. No one had ever done that before. And it was patented and I licensed it to Speedo and they sold, as you mentioned, worldwide all over the place. Many, many thousands and thousands, if not over a million of those paddles. Also, it was knocked off by many companies too, but that's okay. But the patent ran out in 2014. And once the patent's done, then all of your major swim brands made similar looking paddles. And it was interesting because I had just started this book and I thought, you know, I'm because I invented that paddle during one of my earlier books because of the research that I was doing. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to maybe have that opportunity again. And of course, this last book took over three and a half years. And sure enough, some concepts and ideas came to me. And that's what we've been talking about. Movement. What initiates movement in order to get the high elbow catch? And I've mentioned, once you understand what the motions are, then the products are pretty straightforward. So I went about having never done that before. I went around about drawing what I thought the movement should be. If you look at wing shape, I looked at many, many different types of airfoils, what they do and their cause and effect on air and water. And I looked at, oh my gosh, just so many animals, fishes, turtles, seals in particular, of their shapes, of their bodies and their fins. And so, but it was based on what I knew got the high elbow catch, which was that slight internal rotation at extension, by the way, right? It needs to be out front and it's just so subtle. And it's that internal rotation. So I said, okay, well, that's what we want the paddle to do. Okay. So then I started looking at current state of art and I thought, well, it, the current state of art is kind of based on my paddle, the swim foil and the contour training paddle. It's time. And I go, well, they're all made out of this polycarbonate kind of plastic. So there's really nothing. And then I started thinking, so I started designing my own paddles and I became an expert at using a Dremel and foaming and you know, I made many, many models, but it was interesting if I look back at my first drawings, how similar the end result is to that because of the foundations, the fundamentals I was talking about. I kind of knew what I needed to build, even though I hadn't built it. And so the first prototypes very close and I filmed, I would take often take to speak of some of the triathletes, I would take neophyte triathletes and put them in the water and watch film them and, you know, watch what happens to those straight arm poles, right? Because that's what they're doing mainly, I think, 
that kind of the thing that they do. And I go, okay, that's working a little bit because I'm not telling them what I'm doing, you know. I had a great pool in Colorado in Longmont. The director there allowed me to come in and do those things, which is nice. You need that kind of support too, right? I could come in there, take a lane, have all my stuff laying around and not being bothered by anybody. And we filmed a lot of triathletes doing that. But the thing was, is I almost knew, I always knew if it worked with less than 25 meters. I mean, I knew when I had it done and finally, eventually, you know, and I would test all these as well for sure, but I only tested them like 25 meters. That was about it. I knew within a first few strokes, if it was making that shoulder internally rotate, Mm -hmm. because that's what I was trying to do. And so then I came up with this concept of, okay, what about materials? What kind of materials can we do? Can we utilize that will have, well... One thing I'm not afraid of is telling what we do is because I know competitors will start doing it, but, you know, but we looked at buoyancy, you know, how buoyancy affects curvilinear motions and, and motions of the elbow. To, so basically this M25 lift paddle and Brenton and I, just for the audience, you know, we were talking about these things when we first started working together many, many years ago now. And I was telling them the stories about how I invented the, the original swim foil and the contour training paddle, which were licensed to Speedo. And, and I knew in 25 meters that it was right. And so that's how we came up. And what it's doing is lifting. It's lifting and rotating, but we use a specialized shape. The curvilinear shapes, the leading and trailing edges are all geared to cause that elbow or the shoulder to rotate slightly. And it's a tool. It's a tool to help people learn something that's very often takes years to learn. And we do that by the shape. We do that by the the material it's unlike any other paddle that's made it's got this very beautiful elastiline material and it's going to feel like your hand and it's going to have different buoyancy in different regions of the paddle and the purpose is is so that it helps rotate so it's 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 a complex patented design with with unique material that was came pretty straightforward because I knew what it needed to do. Mm. It's pretty simple. But the nice thing is, is we, you and I, and, and our other partner, Jane, have navigated a very long process of how this was made. And, you know, not easy to, to do something like that. And that's, we're so excited to have finally got the prototypes. We've got all of the manufacturing in order. We're ready to go and pretty exciting to do it, to create a new standard again in paddle design. And we have not only this product, but we've got several others patented right behind it. That the good thing is, is we've got the manufacturing sourced here in the United States, by the way, which is fantastic. They're within a half hour of where my home is not an easy thing. It took over five years to find that. 
And so we've Isn't got a great though? team. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Like we're yeah, looking in <clears throat> Taiwan and, and other yeah, places. Yeah, we had, we had sources in Taiwan and then COVID hit and then cost of shipping was crazy. And it just scared the heck out of me to think that our paddle could be on a container ship and then it gets stuck out there in the Taiwan Straits or the China Seas and then it gets stuck outside of, I mean, we are so fortunate to have navigated this very lengthy process, but we are totally ready with the materials, with the, the, all of the elements that go into making a, a great product. And, you know, quite frankly, we're looking for people to help us launch our company, M25. And it's a branded division of sports engineering group, which is my company now. I don't coach anymore for the, I haven't for seven or eight years now. So I'm totally into sports engineering group, designing and patenting these products. And we're like right on the precipice of launching the M25 swim brand. And with, with people support, with viewer support, We'll offer them opportunities to get early stages of product and it'll be great and the different levels of support. And the, the nice thing is, and basically what we're asking people to help us with is to launch this company. It's not an easy thing to do. The, all the patenting costs and design costs and the, you know, what is it? Five years we've been working on this. Maybe I've been on it seven so it's we're really excited. I mean, we're we're very I'm very excited and we're going to have other products right behind this this first paddle. And I'm super excited about our kickboard and pull boy and those kinds of things. It's it's a good time. So. Mm. And the I mean the, the reason we're doing this is a is a Kickstarter is just the tooling alone for the paddles is more than a hundred thousand dollars just to right. get the tooling right. to be able to start making the paddles. So we so we need to we need to have about ten thousand people join the Kickstarter or ten thousand paddles. So it's a, it's it's quite a big ask, but yeah, this is a it's a great product, and I've I've swum with not the end version of them in terms of what it's going to be made from but I've swum with, with the paddles, a, a 3D printed version, and uh, they feel great. Like it's, they feel really, really right. good. So I'm excited to get them when they're com you know, completely made with the, with the right stuff, with the right buoyancy. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then we're not too far from it. So I'm yeah, really looking forward to, to getting to that point where people are able to use these and they're able to have a, have a paddle that actually helps them with their, with their stroke. Because I see a lot of paddles that are making their stroke worse. There's, uh, I'm not going to mention what kind they are, but I've, there's a lot of paddles out there that I see people using. And when they come to me, I can actually see that they've been using these paddles that, that they have because they have these sort of hitches or things happening in their stroke that these paddles are, are causing. So there are paddles that can actually make your stroke worse. I want one that I want people to be using things that, that work and, and make them better. So yeah, these, these paddles are very, very different, very unique. And, uh, and there's a reason why it's taken so long to, to get to this point. But uh, we finally got to the point where they can get manufactured now. Yeah, we're, we're super ready. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that this paddle can, can, you know, set a standard for, for a lot of people and, and be a significant help to people learning this high elbow catch. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, the same thing is going to be with our kickboard. It's going to change the standards of how kickboards are, are utilized. And not only from the shape, 
we have, I think, some beautiful designs in these. And I think you mentioned you might put up a couple of pictures or something. Is that right? So, well, they'll see them on the Kickstarter page. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's all good. I mean, I think, I mean, other companies are going to be doing good things too. You know, I just always based my designs on fundamentals of movement. And so if their criteria is, you know, that their product is saying it's going to help them do something, that's great. And uh, but yeah, to your point, you know, like the flat paddles of the old days, you know, is exactly that straight pushback paddle wheel that I was talking about. And that was when I had the aha moment in the mid 90s about making a curved paddle, which is the swim foil or the contour paddle with speedo and then just about every paddle that and i haven't really looked for a couple of years but like i said when our patent ran out everybody was making a more curved or hand-shaped paddle i mean if you look at the shape of a hand it's it's curved it's not flat so but between the like i said the buoyancy the shapes, the leading, the trail edges, the curvier linear shapes, the arcuate shapes of the paddle, combined with the material and the way it will feel on a person's hand, it's going to feel like you're touching your own hands, which is really beneficial. And they're, you know, they're not heavy. And the buoyancy is, is something I'm really excited about and always wanted to, you know, be able to develop. And, you know, we found the right type of material for that. And, yeah, and it, it is expensive. Patenting is, what, 115000 or the molds are $115,000 in order to make left and right side paddles, left and right side straps. We haven't even talked about our strap. Nobody has ever seen a strap as, as functional and and streamline is the one that we have. And it, it happened because it was a fundamental that I had. And that's why I keep going back to those. When you know what you need, then you build it. And that's, it's very purposeful. You know, I knew I wanted a strap that had no impact upon the, the hydrodynamics of the paddle. I didn't want it to, in fact, impact teaching the high elbow catch and so when people see this and they realize how streamlined it is and how easy it is to use i think they'll appreciate that you know like oh okay you know it's like a i don't know a jaguar or mercedes or whatever you know it's pretty nice looking you know mm -hmm. they are a tesla you know <laughs> whatever they're very functional they're not perfect but you know, they're, they're really working in trying to provide fundamental comfort, safety, and design aerodynamics, all those things that go into it. You know, it's, a, it's it'll be great to have the support of your listeners and others to help us launch this company because we have a lot more to offer. And it's an exciting time for us to have made this long journey. You know, it's a very long journey. And uh, I think it's merit worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Me, me too. And it's uh, yeah, we could have very easily just gone, uh, especially through through COVID when we were like almost sort of ready to to get going. It would have been very easy to throw in the towel. But you know, you, as long as you don't quit, then you can still succeed. And uh, and we've 
it's taken a while to get here, but we've we've gotten here. So it's like uh, training technique. You know, you have to keep after it. <laughs> you know, you just can't stop. It takes hours and hours and hours and and persistence. And it's the same thing that we've had to do with this project. It's it's quite a story and 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 we're right at the precipice of it. And but it's it's very similar to you know what people need to do with their technique and they'd be so surprised how focusing on it in a deliberate way is can be super helpful. Mm. So if you listen to this, it, it's now up on Kickstarter. We're, we're going through the campaign now. And if you'd like to get yourself a pair of these paddles, you can jump on and I'll put those links in the show notes. So Mark, thank you so much for being on the, the podcast and chatting you, about the catch and your, your philosophies with coaching, pr- product design, and, and how to approach the, these different things. And it's, it's been very interesting working, working with you and, and chatting regularly because you think about things differently to a lot of coaches or and probably more deeply than, than any other coaches that I've come across. And, and I think that's why the things that you design are so, so unique and so different and have had huge success in the past with the paddles that you have designed there. But I think these, these new ones that you've come up with are a step far above from what you have done, done in the past. And obviously technology evolves and all those sorts of things. So we're able to to make them now where that may not have been possible back then. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to launching these and to getting them into the hands of swimmers and triathletes who, who just want to swim faster. And, and that's a big part of their, their life because yeah, when we, when we look at swimming, it's, it's not just a, a sport or an activity for a lot of people. It's, it's something that they love. It's something that they want to get better at. They're doing it regularly. They want to, they want to beat their mates. They want to beat their friends. They want to get <laughs> higher, high, higher in the the results in their triathlon. So it, it's much more than just a, an activity or a sport. I think it means a lot more to to people than they will will say. And well, it's quite a, it's, it, it's it's quite pleasurable to do things right. And to feel like you're making the right motions. It's really, and that's really at the end of the day, it's pleasure. And oftentimes that results in faster. And, but I also would say, Brenton, it's been really a pleasure working with you, I guess now somewhere over five or six years. And, you know, your contributions to all these products have been at the highest level too. So I, I really appreciate all of your work. I know we have different roles here with our small company, but your feedback on testing and and the performance and the specificity that these products are trying to accomplish was really very helpful and appreciated. Well, thank you, Mark. And we'll no doubt uh, chat soon. So thanks very much for being on the podcast. All right. Thanks, so Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.